0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to I Deserve It. This is Michaela checking in for episode two. I have had such a good time so far just figuring out how to do a podcast and going through like the production stages and everything like by myself. So I hope that over the amount of time that my show is on, you guys see like an improvement in audio and production and everything because it's just been like such a learning experience experience for me. I really enjoy education and just learning something new. My mom always says I'm a professional student, which is just really funny to me. So I realize that I'm talented at a lot of things, but I haven't mastered like any one thing because my craving for knowledge is so like intense that I'm just like, what other new things can I learn? So I'm just like half-assed learning like all of these different things. But It is my overall goal to incorporate video into my podcast so that you can watch them on YouTube. I just decided to take a step back from that for now because I'm already learning so much that I don't want to like overwhelm myself, you know? I do know that when I have guests on my show, like we will 100% have video, which is super exciting. I do have a lot of really good content coming up for the next... A lot of weeks actually. I recently opened up the co-host application on my website and have gotten an overwhelming response, which is so exciting. The categories are just endless. I mean, a doctor who has written a book on suicide prevention and has went through numerous experiences with her family, a psychotherapist, people that have just been through toxicity, abuse, trauma, drug abuse. The list is endless, so I'm thrilled to be able to talk to them and have them share their opinions with you and just to be able to offer another story that's not my own. That being said, my co-host app is linked in the show notes as well as the question submission form, so questions that you would like for me to answer on the show, to talk about with one of the co-hosts, etc. That form can be anonymous if you choose. Today's story is so special to me. It is the story of how I met the love of my life, Gary. The story is romantic and it feels like a fairy tale. It's kind of like our own personal rom-com. So we always say that our relationship is our favorite movie. A few months ago, this website called Meet Cute produced an episode about how we met each other. It's linked in the show notes below. But they started interviewing us and then they wrote a little script and they had actors play us on their show for a new series they have called When I Met You. So that was really exciting and honestly that was like one of the reasons I was so anxious to like start a podcast was because I feel like our life together is like a movie and just being here now compared to where I was like two years ago is just crazy and I would have never thought that this would be my life. January of 2021 is when I left my kid's dad. It was the end of the month and I went and stayed at my mom's for a while, but all of my family pooled together money to help the kids and I move into our townhouse. And so we moved in in February. And at that point in my life, I was just such a mess. Honestly, I had no idea what I was going to do. I couldn't even like think about dating. I was just like, holy shit, it's just the kids and I, and I really had to adjust to that. It didn't take long for us to like feel comfortable, and when I finally realized this was my freedom, I guess, it became overwhelming, I guess. I was just so happy. I didn't even know what to do. It was so freeing to just pack up the kids and say, let's go to the store. Let's go to the mall. Let's just go to Target because we can. And it might sound silly to you, but once you are in this position of being in a controlling relationship, you don't have that option. Yes, I can just go to the store, but I can't go to the store without a fight. I have to plan it ahead essentially or get him to come with me i couldn't just go after work to target because i wanted to the kids and i became comfortable really soon we kind of had like our own routine every saturday morning we would get chick-fil-a breakfast and then we would go next door to starbucks and get coffee and frappuccinos and that was like our thing to do every saturday and i loved it so much It wasn't long before I decided I was just going to make a Tinder and a Bumble and whatever because I was finally a free woman, and I felt like I just wanted to get some free steak dinners. I went on a few dates from February to April, and then it just got really boring, so I decided that I was just going to focus on myself and do things that made me feel good. At that point in my life, is honestly the best I have ever felt about myself. And I stress that so much because you cannot find the love that you deserve until you can offer yourself that love. My life was not glamorous. I mean, I had a job that I absolutely adored, I was living in this townhouse with my kids, but I didn't have a lot of money. Nothing was extravagant, you know, but I was just so happy like with myself that I didn't feel like I needed a lot towards the end of March, I had just gotten my tax money back. And if you have kids, you know that it tends to be a pretty large chunk of money. Well, since having kids, I have never been able to spend my tax money on things that I wanted to, you know, and so this was the first time ever that I could do that. I thought I'm going to do something for myself, Because after all of this shit that I've been through, I fucking deserve it. I deserve it. Hence my podcast title, guys. Because I made that decision is why my life is the way that it is now. My friend Lindsay, she's lived in Hawaii for years. She is always trying to get people to come visit and hang out, whatever. Obviously, prior to March 2021, that was just a huge dream that I never thought would happen. Until it did. So I booked this trip in June, right before my birthday, and holy shit. I'm going to Hawaii. Not only am I going to this beautiful tropical island, I've never been on an airplane, I've never seen the ocean, and now I'm about to fly 5,000 miles for 13 hours by myself across the ocean. I was literally ready to just do it all. 100% just do it up and be my best self. Live my happiest life and do things for myself because I deserve them. That is how my story begins. Hawaii is six hours behind Eastern time. One April morning, it was a Saturday, I woke up at 5am because I volunteered to work a COVID vaccine clinic at the Indy Motor Speedway that day. When I woke up, I had messages from Lindsay on my phone. It was 11pm her time by the time that I saw them. She says, are you down for a blind date while you're here? Mind you, she started texting me this at 6.30 her time, so I was already in bed because it was like midnight. So right after that message, she sends me a picture of this guy who is literally so fucking attractive that I can't for the life of me figure out why he would want to go on a date with me. And she says, he's a soldier. He has the same job as my husband. I can put you in touch if you want to chat before you come out. If so, leave me your number. I'll forward it. Then you can just go home after your trip to pack the babies up and move to Hawaii with me, which is so funny now, obviously. She said, okay, girl, listen, his name is Gary. His number is blah, blah, blah. Shoot him a text if you want to chat. The least you can do is get a free dinner at an upscale restaurant in Waikiki out of it. He's a really good dude, though, and he has a shit together. I told him your name and sent him a cute pic of you, too, so just call me Cupid. I woke up and saw these, and I was like, um, yeah." yes, girl. There was like clapping emojis and heart eye emojis. And she said, he's actually super stoked to hear from you. And I was like, he can text me all day if he wants to. But really he is. And she's like, yeah, just send him a text. I was like, okay, like I'm terrified by Will. He's so beautiful. So I sent him a text. I'm like, hey, this is Lindsay's friend. And I don't hear from him until like noon, which is like 6am his time. He's like, hey, how are you? blah 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 sorry normally i would be up that late on a weekend but i'm hiking a mountain today so i had to wake up really early my responses might be a little delayed i'm like yeah no problem same like i'm working and we just started to have like casual conversation ask questions to each other blah 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 neither of us were in the mindset to want a relationship especially because it was just supposed to be a dinner like while i was on vacation he had went through a divorce and i had just you know left my kids down. Bad. Clearly, we weren't going to start our relationship when we live 5,000 miles away from each other. So to both of us, it was just drinks with an attractive person and a dinner. Honest to God, looking back now at how quickly our relationship developed is still Crazy, and we've been together for like a year and a half, right? It's never gonna be not crazy. Everything is so not even coincidental. It was literally just fate, okay? Pardon me while I use some really cliche terms, but now I understand them. If you know, you know, that's it. You're gonna be with many people in your life, and you're gonna think, I love this person, they're the one, I just know it, but they're not. And as soon as you meet your soulmate, and the person that you are meant to be with, you will immediately know it. It becomes the easiest thing in your life. And even when I am having just a terrible day or something really bad is happening to me, nothing seems that bad anymore because I just look at my life and where I'm at And I'm just so happy. I can still go through depression and things like that, but nothing's ever as bad as it used to be. And our relationship is so easy. It's just selfless. You don't have to try. And in all of the past relationships, you have to think what can I do for this person? Or how can I show them that I love them? We don't have to do that. We simply just exist and we are ourselves. And that is what makes our relationship strong and amazing, for lack of a better word, perfect. After just a few days of talking, we decided to do our first FaceTime. Due to the time difference, scheduling, the series of events that had happened, I ended up having to FaceTime him in my car on my way to pick up the kids, and that's just definitely not how I wanted to do it, but it was fine. Um, I remember that day so vividly, and I was so nervous. I remember just thinking, like, he's gonna have the sexiest voice ever because he's just really hot and that's just what happens. And oh my god, I was not wrong. He literally started talking to me and I thought I was just gonna melt behind the wheel of my car. From that point on, we FaceTimed almost every day and on the days we didn't, we at least did a phone call or something. But from the day that we started texting each other, we've never missed a day of communication. And it was not always easy. I worked a Monday through Friday eight to five job. He is in the military. He worked a crazy shift schedule. He would work two days on, two days off, and every other weekend. And for two months, he would work 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. And then the next two months, he would work 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. And we're six hours apart. So the scheduling was wild. And some nights, I would go to bed till like 11 o'clock. And then I would wake up and I would FaceTime him for like two hours and then go back to sleep. So my sleep schedule was all fucked up. I would just sleep whenever I had the option because I didn't want to miss time of talking to him. From our first text to our first kiss was 40 days. We had a 40-day long-distance relationship that felt like forever and there is no clear definitive line of when it kind of became a relationship, right? But after, I don't want to say after, in the first 14 days, we already knew that we were like meant to be together right and it sounds so stupid because like how does that even happen you know what i mean even a year and a half later it's so wild but within 14 days i knew that he was my soulmate then we still had another like 20 some days to wait to see each other and each day just became so much longer during the 40 days of texting It turns out we are going to do a stranger photo shoot session. Lindsay is an amazing Hawaii photographer. I'll have her information linked in the show notes. We decided to do the stranger session. Yeah, we don't really know if it can... be considered that because we were texting and facetiming, but we never met each other, you know, so all of this chemistry that we felt we had over the phone needed to be put into action, right? During our 40-day venture, I had a countdown on my home screen for how many days left, and every night when we would talk... That's the first thing that we would start with our conversation was how many days left? And in this many hours, we'll have this many days left. And honestly, that's just like what got us through. We did our FaceTimes, we were texting, we had our countdown, and then we would start sending each other songs that made us think of each other. And we created like our playlist. And so for a month straight, I didn't listen to anything but that playlist. I would listen to it on my way to work. If I was at my desk, every time I was home, it was just always on and I would go to sleep with it, like playing so much to the point to where my daughter, she'll hear some of the songs now. And she'll say, mommy, those are nighttime songs because she just has heard them so many times. So it's really cute and sweet. And I don't listen to them as much anymore, obviously, because we're just like here. But they're very special to me. And I get very emotional like when I hear them because like that was our relationship. So hearing them now is just this crazy flashback of the build-up to going to Hawaii, being on the plane while I listened to for like 13 hours. It's just this like insane rush of emotions. Flash forward to June 2nd of 2021. I leave work. I drive to Indianapolis. My friend Haley does my hair. I go pick up some Chick-fil-A and then I go to my hotel and then I just sit there and freak out forever, right? I'm like going through my bags, going through my stuff, making sure everything's just like good. There's no way in the whole world I'm ever going to go to sleep because how? How do I go to sleep? I'm so overwhelmed with emotions and I'm just so excited. I'm so happy. I'm so nervous. So I think I sleep for like maybe two hours and he called me right before he went to work because he was working nights. And I was just like, By the time you get off work, like, I'm already gonna be on a plane, you'll have to take this quick nap, and then I'll just, like, be there. And right now, I'm just going through all this crazy anxiety. Also, what do I even do when I go to the airport, because I've never been to one? I have no idea, like, any of the steps. The airport was fine, I talked to a lot of strangers, and I figured the shit out. So, I flew to Dallas, Texas, and then I flew to San Jose, California. And the flight from California to Hawaii is six hours. So, like, no matter what, you have to do the six-hour flight because it's over the ocean. And that shit was so long. My knees are just not made for that, honestly. But (laughs) there are people that fly from, like, Chicago to Hawaii, like, straight shot. I cannot figure out how they could possibly do that. So, it's 2.35 p.m. Hawaii time. I land at the airport and i'm just like sitting on the plane having a heart attack it's fine um we finally get off the plane and i'm like oh my god like i have to go in the bathroom wearing these sweatpants like i got to change my clothes it's hot outside i got to brush my teeth i've been flying for 13 hours i probably look like trash so i had to like go get ready and he's just like are you here are you here like hurry up i'm here like i'm waiting at the baggage area oh my god you guys <laughs> what even is the emotion i was feeling I don't even think there is one. Like, I don't think they've created an emotion for that. Um, It's called the, I'm about to go kiss my soulmate for the first time in my life emotion. (laughs) So I walk out of the bathroom, I head towards the baggage claim and I see Lindsay. and then I look over and I see him And I swear to god, my heart just like melted inside of my body. I felt like speechless, and I had like I just didn't even know like what to do. She's like, come here, give me a hug, and she like tells him, stay there. So I like walk up to her and she puts a lay around my neck, gives me a hug, and then I just look over at him and we're both just like smiling. And I drop my stuff and I literally just like run and hug him. It was the most magical moment in my entire lifetime. It was that moment right there that I 1 million percent knew that I was just completely in love with him. You guys can see all of the pictures and videos on my blog about this episode because I feel like listening to it, like you're gonna wanna see the things that were like happening that moment. I'm so thankful to have that on video. It's just like, that was the moment I knew I loved you, and now I have it here, documented forever. Not that I need that, because I could replay it in my head just a million times, and I love it every single time, but I can watch it. So we walk back to Lindsay's Jeep, we go outside, we take some photos, and then we drive to Lindsay's house. And for a moment, I had just forgot I was in Hawaii because I was so like head over heels and excited to see Gary. So we're like driving, and I'm just like, blown away because, oh my god, it's just so beautiful. And I've never seen anything like it. So, we get to Lindsay's house and we take some pictures in her backyard that are absolutely just gorgeous because her backyard has the best view ever. Then she goes inside and lets us, like, have some time to ourselves. She's, like, being creepy and taking pictures of us through the window like any good friend would do. (laughs) And he had to go to work that night, which really sucked, but he was able to um go into work late so that he could come get me and spend some time with me before he left so that was just so exciting and I remember asking him like are you sure you still like me like I'm not uglier in person (laughs) like all this stuff and he's like shut up so yeah it was just the chemistry was one million percent there it was almost like we'd already known each other for such a long time it was really intense honestly he leaves to go to work, and I forced myself to go to bed at like nine o'clock because I've been up for like 30 hours. But the next morning, Lindsey and I go to Koalina, which is the first place I ever saw the ocean and is now my most favorite beach, and I love taking my kids there. We went and got Starbucks, went to the beach, took some fun photos. It was an amazing experience. My first time seeing the ocean, and I saw like three sea turtles. The water was just crystal clear. It was truly an experience that I never thought I would have in my life. Gary comes to pick me up at Lindsay's a little bit later and all of my stuff after he had taken a nap from working night shift. So we go to his house. We don't really have to talk about everything for this like time period gap. We just love each other, okay? <laughs> later in the evening... We go on a two-hour sunset cruise on the north shore of the island, a catamaran cruise. We get a bunch of beer, and we meet Lindsay and her husband there and some other friends. And it's just this really fun, exciting time. One of my most favorite things that we did, like, the whole week that I was there. The next day, we spent the day at the beach with his friends, which was really cool. We went to this restaurant later called The Shack, which is actually just down the road from our house now and uh one of my favorite places to get onion rings but then after that we went bowling i got really drunk and um i remember telling him on the way to the bathroom this is what it's like to walk so that was really funny uh we were driving back to his house that night and he has a sound system in his car so i was like all right i'm gonna choose the music and backstreet boys it was So that was a good night. The next morning, Lindsey picked me up and we drove to the east side of the island to do stand-up paddleboard yoga. Listen, the shit was hard and it was a major workout, but it was really cool and a lot of fun. Imagine doing yoga or headstands on a surfboard in the middle of the ocean, literally what we were doing. (laughs) <laughs> when we were done there, we went to the Sunshine Shack, which is my favorite place for smoothies. And um, we got smoothies and acai bowls. It was a really good time. And then I went back to Gary's house. We went to get sushi for lunch. I thought I would be adventurous and try something I don't like. I still don't like sushi. I thought it would change, but it didn't. <laughs> and then we just like hung out for a while. And then that evening was our, quote, Free steak dinner at an upscale restaurant in Waikiki. End quote. We went to the Signature Prime Steakhouse at Ala Moana. It is hands down our favorite restaurant on the whole island, and we've pretty much ruined all other restaurants by having our first date there. But it was amazing. Literally the best food ever. I had this huge like tomahawk ribeye steak, and we had shrimp cocktail with these shrimps the size of my palm and mojitos and it was just amazing. It's on like the 36th floor and he got the table like at sunset so we got to watch the sunset over the water while we have this beautiful like candlelit dinner. Incredible doesn't even describe it. And we've been there one or two more times since then, but we keep that place as like our special occasion restaurant. Honestly, prior to going there, I'm pretty sure the nicest restaurant I ever went to was like Red Lobster. The next morning, we spent half of the day on a pontoon boat in Kaneohe on the sandbar. Super nice. We were with Lindsay and her husband and then two of our other friends. It was just amazing. The water is just turquoise and it's beautiful. One of my most favorite places ever. And I'm actually going there in two weeks with my real estate team. So I'm really excited to be able to go back. I haven't been there since then. Later that night, we do our infamous stranger session, which has gotten so much attention on the internet. I mean, even if it wasn't a stranger session, On technical terms, which I'm still going to call it one because that is what it was intended to be. These pictures are just fucking amazing. And you cannot fight the chemistry that was going on there. And honestly, it was just a little uncomfortable for someone to be photographing those moments. But... It was such an amazing experience and I loved it. And we will forever have those photos as like the beginning of our relationship. The next day, Gary and I had a breakfast. It was really nice. And then we spent some time together before he had to take a nap because he had to work that night. In which I don't think I mentioned that during my vacation, which I already booked the dates and everything before I even knew him, he ended up just randomly taking some vacation days during that week just because he had some to use. So he only worked two nights the whole time that I was there for the seven days, which is Crazy, he was actually flying out on the same exact day as me to go back to Virginia to visit his family. Just what are the chances of that? You know what I mean? Like, there's just too much to say it wasn't meant to be like that. (laughs) Gary's working and I'm going home to sleep. So I stayed at Lindsay's that night. And then the next morning, she had a sunrise shoot. So I decided to go with her. We went over to Kovalina, and while she was doing her session, I decided to go on like a two mile walk, which was so nice, by the way. Absolutely loved it. And after the session, we go get some breakfast, we go back to her house, and then Gary comes and gets me because we have a really fun, exciting, like last day planned. So this is Wednesday. I had gotten there Thursday. And tomorrow, on the next Thursday, we're both leaving. We pack a picnic to take to the Beodawin Temple. I'm probably not pronouncing that correctly. I Literally also googled it because I didn't know how to pronounce it. Anyway, it's the temple from the show Lost, which I love. So we went there, it was really cool. Like everything in Hawaii, it was just overpacked, and we're like, okay, like we can't have a picnic here. Um, the temple is actually located in it's called the Valley of the Temples. It's technically a cemetery if we're gonna put that out there. But we drive to the back and there's a sign that shows that the drive around the piece of land is heart-shaped. So we drive back there to the most beautiful immaculate garden and there's these little fountains and these two little bridges just absolutely gorgeous with these beautiful views of the mountains way far off or like some like really small headstones. So I'm like, whatever, we'll get past it because this garden is just gorgeous. We park the car. There's no one in sight anywhere. We go over to like one of the little bridges and like set up our little blanket, set up our picnic. And at that place is where he first told me that he was in love with me. That was literally one of the most special moments of my entire life. And it was so perfectly done. How could a proposal even be better than you know what I mean it was it was beautiful I'll never forget it but after that we finished our picnic and then we headed over to Kualoa Ranch which is a really cool spot on the island they do a lot of filming there it's where they filmed like all the Jurassic Park's they filmed part of Lost Air. They also did like Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates, King Kong and some other stuff. So that was super cool. We did like this ATV tour and got to like drive around and it was just like a really fun last day. So when we were done, I was like, okay, I really want to go to one of these shrimp trucks because we've been seeing them everywhere. So we are driving back home and literally every single one we see is closed. So I'm just like, fuck this. Let's stop at um, Sunset Beach on the way home. And- and I just want to, like, take a dive in the water. So we stop. I strip down, jump in the water. feel so good. I'm like, okay. And then we keep driving north to the food trucks. So from the beach to the food trucks, we've driven probably 40 minutes. And by the time we get to the food trucks, it's almost dark. I realized that my ID is not in my pocket. I had put it in my pocket when we went to Kula Ranch because we were driving uh, the ATVs. I didn't have it. So we immediately started to freak out. We, like, checked the car. It wasn't anywhere. And so we drive, like, the 30 to 40 minutes back to the beach, and we're just, like, looking hopelessly in the sand, right? I mean, it's just a big beach. After, like, 10 minutes of looking, we're just like, okay, like, it's not here. I have to leave tomorrow. That I don't have an ID. Like, I'm not going to be able to leave. So I started, like, panicking. And as soon as we start walking back to the car, there's a couple sitting there by a tree. They're like, hey, did you... Leave lose something like yeah I lost my driver's license I can't find it she's like is this you and she shows it to me and I'm like oh my god yes she's like I tried to find you on Facebook and she like pulled it up and the licenses are just a little bit different I think that she was not American and so she was typing in my middle name uh, and she couldn't find me so just what are the odds she's like yeah we live over here just happened to find it and I thought well they might come back so what a blessing because shit like that just does not happen to me by this time, we don't even go to the food truck because we've just been driving all over to look for my ID. So we start driving back to his house and we stop at Wendy's and I'm like, okay, you're going to see me eat. I need chicken nuggets. I need like a triple cheeseburger. I need some French fries. I need a Frosty. And I just like load it up. We finally make it back to his house. We have to start packing our stuff. So we both leave the next day, but he leaves way earlier than I do. So we're just having a really difficult time realizing that tomorrow we're going to be separated again. And at this point, it's just, we finally made the decision that yes, we have to be together, but when like when are we going to and it had always been if I end up moving there then we have to wait until February until my lease is over just the further we got into the week we're like why we can't wait until February it literally was the most like heartbreaking feeling in the whole world to know that we were going to be a part And we didn't know how long it was gonna be until we saw each other again. And before we actually met each other, we had created this bucket list idea. I wouldn't move until February and we would just pick different locations and both of us would fly there. And the first one that we chose was Seattle. And so we're like, you know, Seattle's cool, but we just wanna be together. The whole next morning was so emotional. We drove his car to his work so he could leave it there while he was gone. His friend was taking him to the airport, so his friend took me to Lindsay's house. We're just in the car. I just can't, like, stop crying. Like, I'm so devastated to know that we're gonna be apart again, and I'm literally tearing up, like, right now talking about it, but we we get to Lindsay's house, and we get out of the car. We're just like, okay, we're gonna leave now, you know? I don't know when the next time I'm going to see you is gonna be, and I don't get emotional about stuff. I just don't, but... I just could feel my heart breaking apart. I was so sad. How do you find the person that you want to spend every day with for the rest of your life and get on a plane to fly 5,000 miles away, not knowing the next time you're going to see each other? I just, like, I can't even describe it. To watch him, like, have to get back in the car to leave, just killed me so I walk up to Lindsay's door and I'm just like bawling my eyes out I'm such a mess she's like it's okay it's okay she like gives me a hug and I'm like I'm so sad like my heart just hurts and I don't ever want to have to be away from him anymore and it's so hard to just like talk about it and obviously like we're here now and it's fine but I just like talking about it I can just like feel how much it hurts like all over again. Lindsay tried to make my last day really fun and we went paddleboarding and had burgers and it was a really good day, but I was still just really upset. I got on the plane to go home finally that evening and after like 17 hours I made it home. At this point we had decided that August was gonna be when I was leaving because We just couldn't wait any longer. So he tried to plan his trip to Indiana and the next day after getting home was my birthday. Posted on Facebook, this is what I'm doing. If you don't like it, you don't support me, then just get off my social media. I don't care how you feel about it. I am so happy and this is gonna be my life regardless of however you feel about it. Insanely enough, No one in my family or friends thought I was crazy. So we're over here talking about how our timeline just looks crazy and insane and like no normal people would do anything like this. But the fact that my parents, my friends, my grandparents, my aunts, uncles, cousins, everyone was just like, yes, you have to do this. We know how happy you are. You're literally glowing was just my sign. So a couple days later, I started packing up really important things. I was sending flat rate boxes to his house. I made a Facebook group to get rid of all of my stuff. I figured out the court stuff with my kids and got the okay to go. It was just game time. And so for the next two months, I just like hardcore was getting my shit in line on June 21st, I believe, is when I put in my notice to work, so my last day was going to be August 18th. A month later, I got rid of all my stuff, I went and stayed with my mom, and then I just started saving up my money. I bought our plane tickets for all of us to go back, and then I planned our last week in Indiana when Gary was going to be here. Fast forward to August 18th. It's my last day of work and I'm like leaving on a half day. Super emotional because literally the best job with the best people. So I was working at um, the Indiana University Health Ball Memorial Hospital in Muncie, Indiana and I worked in the cancer center. Every single person in that place is amazing okay and how often do you just find a job where you love every single person you work with you just love your job I would have stayed there forever and it really really hurt my heart to have to leave but they planned me this little going away thing and brought like snacks and punch it was like Hawaii themed so that was really exciting after I left I went to Indianapolis and I had my friend Sarah do my hair and then I checked into this cute little Airbnb that Gary and I were going to be staying the next night in. So I stayed up most of the night anyway, because he was on the plane and I was too excited. This is the day that I quit smoking cigarettes. I used to smoke for 15 years and he literally said, that's gross. And so I was like, okay, I smoked on the way to the airport to pick him up. And then I was like, that's it. I'm done. And I literally haven't smoked since. So it's been almost a year since I quit. But what an amazing milestone because I never thought I'd be able to and all he had to say was that's gross and I had all the willpower in the world to just drop it. I've been kind of like looking at my Instagram stories to get like a timeline of everything that has happened during this um time I guess and I realized that The first time I got my hair done when I was going to Hawaii was done by my friend Sarah. The second time I got it done before Gary came to Indiana was done by my friend Haley. Not that it matters to you guys, but I mixed up that. So anyway, um, also the day of the 18th was my last day. And then the 19th in the morning is when I went to Indy. So I was still home for a day. Honestly, It's so hard to, like, keep track of all of these events because so many things were happening. But anyway, I'm at the Airbnb. I'm, like, staying up all night, meeting Panda Express. I'm watching all of these movies on Netflix. Just trying to pass the time because I'm so excited. And at, like, 4.30 in the morning, I finally get to head to the airport to pick him up, which is technically the 20th at this point. Finally, we're together again. It's, like, 6 a.m. I'm at the airport. I'm beyond just happy that we're finally back together literally haven't been apart since now but we go back to the airbnb and neither of us slept so we needed to sleep and then later that afternoon we decided to go venture out and explore indianapolis i took him to the container store <laughs> He was like, sure, let's go. I'm like, okay, well, this place is all of my hopes and dreams. And let me just tell you, he liked that store. And that's how I knew that our life together was going to be just magnificent. Later that night, we had a really nice romantic seafood dinner at Ocean Prime in Indianapolis. That was really nice. And then we went back to the Airbnb for the night. The next day was my going away party. We drove the hour back home, stopped at the store got some stuff and then got to my mom's house to get everything ready for the party that was such an exciting moment for me to have him like meet my mom and my family and my friends and everyone was just like so thrilled and happy and then to just see him with my kids was the most heartwarming thing ever The following day was just spent with my family. My grandma made us a Thai buffet for lunch. He hadn't had like real Thai food. So that was really cool. And then the next day we went to my townhouse to make sure everything was cleared out. My family came and we all just did it together. I like showed him where I worked and all these things because it's so interesting when you talk to someone for so long and they talk about different things. Like maybe your spouse is talking about their job, but you've never actually been there. And he talks about different people. And then you finally go there and you can like put images to the conversation. It really does change things like so much. Anyway, the following day, we drove three hours north to visit my family in Elkhart and my best friend in Michigan. We made a whole day out of that. I showed him, like, where I grew up, the places that I've lived, blah, blah, blah. He met my dad. Actually, I have two dads, so he met my second dad. That's a story for another day. But um, that went really well. It's never went well before. He's never liked anyone in his life. So, I mean, they self-feed together. That was a really huge deal. And then he bought us dinner, so... <laughs> Yeah, that was cool. And then after we were done there, we drove eight hours to Green Bay, Wisconsin. I had surprised him with um, Lambeau Field stadium tour tickets and a Hall of Fame tour. He is like the number one Green Bay Packers fan in this whole entire universe. And I have an entire room of decor that says so. <laughs> but after the long, dark, rainy drive there... We stayed at this Hyatt Regency that was so freaking nice. And then we woke up early, we did all the stuff at the stadium, he was like super emotional about it, which tells me I did such a good job on picking that gift. But yeah, we weren't even there a whole 24 hours because we had to drive the eight hours back home to my mom's house to get our shit ready to leave on the plane the next morning. So we drive three hours to Elkar, like seven hours to Wisconsin, we sleep for like seven hours, we wake up, we do the stadium stuff for six hours. And then we drive like eight and a half hours back to my mom's house. When we get back to her house, um, a bunch of my family had stayed there waiting for us to get home so that they could like say bye and everything. And it was late. Like, I want to say it was like almost midnight. And so, you know, we said our goodbyes to everyone and everything. He decided to take a nap. And I was like, I have to stay up because we're leaving to the airport in three hours. And I need to make sure all this shit is together. So I stayed up. I got all of our stuff together and everything. And Then everyone wakes up at like three and we had some issues like with our flights that we had to get worked out, but in the end it was fine. So we pack up the kids and we say bye to my mom and my stepdad and we leave, we drive to the airport. And so it's us and it's the kids and it's like the beginning of our life. They always say like, if you guys can make it on a plane together, like traveling with children, like you're solid, right? So we had a really good experience. Luckily, my kids had never been on a plane before either. So they didn't react the way that I thought they would. They were so chill about it. Yeah, it was a really good experience. So we uh, spend 14 hours ish on the plane and we finally get here and that's where our life begins. I can't believe I forgot this part of the story, but it just dawned on me. So it's the whole reason that Lindsay decided to set Gary and I up on a date. Gary had just moved into a new condo in April, and her friend Alexa lived next door. Lindsay and Alexa were out doing things. Lindsay's driving her home. Driving down the road, she sees Gary walking his dogs, and she's like, Hey, he's single now, right? Alexa's like, Yeah. She's like, perfect. I know a girl coming into town. They're going to be great. (laughs) And that's how it started. And he told me, he's like, yeah, I've only met her like twice, really. I mean, like he worked with uh, her husband for a little bit, but he didn't like know her, know her. So it was just really funny. She like saw him and she just like thought that we should go on a date. And so it's just like the little chances like that, that he just so happened to be out walking his dog, that she just so happened to be going to her friend's house who lives next door. Like... It's just crazy to me, honestly. It really is. So that is the short simplified version of how we met each other. And yes, I did mean short when I said short. It's it can go so much more like into detail and depth, but I try to keep my episodes like under an hour. So my question to you guys is, would you like to see him on the show? And if so, like what questions do you have for us to answer like as a couple? I'm going to put a link in the show notes and have you guys submit questions. And then we can make an episode based off of that. So please ask away everything you want and um, we'll get that episode done. So it'll be really exciting. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to my story. It was really emotional for me to tell it to you. And it really is just like my favorite story in the whole world. So thank you guys so much for listening. Definitely check out the blog post that I have with all of the media for this episode. Um, check out all of the links and I will see you guys next week.